I'm Joe. And I'm Ryan. And welcome to the Budget Bros Podcast. We've set out to make something different. Our goal is to reinvent the meaning of the word budget and to help you achieve a quality life without feeling like you're really giving anything up. We share our mindset, give you the tips, tricks, and techniques that we use ourselves. We do the legwork and give you the very best of everything we find. Get ready. The podcast starts right now. Welcome to episode eight of the Budget Bros Podcast. Joe, we made it back after a week off. What did you do with your time off? We did. We made it back. I'm really happy to be back uh, back on. You know, I do like I normally do. I returned a pool and I bought a new pool for the backyard. <laughs> this is the third pool I've purchased. And if anyone remembers back a few episodes back, I had bought a pool and um, it actually had a hole in it. So I returned it. Got another one that I bought on eBay for less expensive, and I just returned that one and bought another pool that is much thicker, and I filled it up today, 630-gallon pool, and while I was inside, the heat made it expand, and it collapsed all oh, 600 no. gallons all over my backyard of pool water. While, so. while, while, you were, while you were in the pool? No, I was inside. <laughs> oh, Okay. I was picturing you sliding like down the backyard with the water into the fence. I don't know. I am learning a lot about pools because I've never owned a pool. And it's like chlorine content and you know all this stuff. If any of our listeners have some advice on how to take care of a kiddie pool, please email us at budgetbrospodcast at gmail.com. Now, I know you had a project too. What was your project? I decided that I was going to buy a- another storage shed. Um, you know, instead of throwing anything away, I like to just put it in storage sheds and (laughs) to save money, I found this metal storage shed for like $269 on, on Home Depot. And I thought I I could do this project. No problem. I'll bust it out in a day or two. Well, six days later and this nice little slice on my forehead, (laughs) I am starting to, uh, question my decision-making process. Sometimes it really pays to buy better quality, something that's a lot easier. That's a pretty big gash. What happened there? I, I was finishing up the roof panels, and before you put the cap on to protect you from slicing your head off on the roof, I was carrying the panel, and I walked right by the roof, and boom, blood everywhere. I came into my wife. Good thing she's a nurse. She patched me up <laughs> and told me to quit, quit, quit crying about a head's bleed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, at least we used our time wisely, right? The time off really gave us extra time to research this broad subject of credit cards. There is just so much information on credit cards, Joe, isn't there? There really is. And the information is clouded because it changes so much. Information that you read six months ago does not really match what happens now. So I think it's always good to try to focus on, like if you're looking at getting a credit card or something like that, to look at what's good for the year that you're actually applying for it. You know, I think about how many credit card offers I get in the mail on maybe a yearly basis. It actually makes me remember this story of, you know, when you think about getting things in the mail. When I was a kid, I was probably 14. And I remember we used to get these mailers and it was from BMG Music Service. Do you remember BMG Music Service? I think BMG Music Service is the only reason I had any CDs at my house. <laughs> what was it like? So I, like you bought one and you got 10 free or something like that? 
Yeah, yeah. There was BMG and there was another company. I can't remember what it was, but I remember I ordered a bunch of CDs, right? Because they were free. And then all of a sudden, these CDs started showing up in my mailbox. And I was thinking to myself, well, that's weird. I guess they're just sending me free CDs. And I think like by like the 10th CD, they sent something saying, hey, you owe us such and such hundreds of dollars. You know, I was like freaking out, right? Oh, and yeah. So I remember calling them on the phone and being like, you know, I'm like 13, 14 years old. Be like, oh, how do I owe you all this money? And they're like, well, you didn't send us the CDs back. So they would send you CDs. And if you didn't send it right back, they mm-hmm. would charge you for it. And I remember telling them on the phone, I'm like, I don't even have a job. I'm like 13 years old. And they're like, what? You're 13? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. And they're like, never mind. Forget it. You know, like, because you, you know, keep they can't the CDs. collect on someone who's under 18 years old. So uh, I kind of got off easy on that one. But I was freaking out. I totally forgot about BMG. We used to get so much stuff like that in the mail when we were growing up. You know, besides the CDs, then you always got that mailer with Publishers Clearinghouse that you were going to win that million dollars. And my dad would throw it in the garbage and I'd go and scoop it out and I'd fill that bad boy out with my dad's <laughs> name on it, thinking that he's going to be so happy when it comes in and he wins that million dollars. And I was the one who was responsible for helping him do it. This See, is just like your story of when you went and ate the hot peppers. You're like, I'm going to win my parents' money. You know, I you know, I was a provider. I you know jumped in garbage <laughs> garbage bins for coupons, and I ate peppers and filled out paperwork for money. What a good guy! You're always trying to give back. Well, let's get into the show here. We have a roundtable discussion coming up with our wives, Lucy and Abby. We really look forward to that. And we've got a lot more going on in the show today. So maybe Ryan, you could tell us what people can look forward to in this episode. We're going to be talking about our credit card mindset. You know, this might not be the same as everybody else's, but we're also going to be talking about the benefits and dangers of credit cards. We're going to talk about credit cards that we like to use and whether or not you should hold a balance, things that we've been able to redeem in the past. Then we're going to talk about this subject real briefly of credit card churning, the benefits and pitfalls of credit cards. And then make sure you stay tuned for the end of today's episode because our wives will be giving you each a money-saving tip of the week. They kind of stole it from me this week. Yeah, sometimes our wives have the better ideas on financial things, so really looking forward to that part. Uh, Pretty much all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we're going to be talking about some of the most popular credit cards that are available now, but we also wanted to talk about credit cards in general you know the features and benefits change all the time so what are the things that we can look at when either filling out a new credit card application or if we have existing credit cards and we're deciding whether to keep them or to upgrade or downgrade them what types of things can we look at so we hope you'll get a pen and paper ready or you'll have your tablet where you can take some notes because this is information that can help you save money And we're definitely not financial advisors. We're not making any specific recommendations to any one person. You know, we just want to empower you to have the knowledge so that you know kind of some things to look for with credit cards. So before we invite our wives in for a roundtable discussion, Joe, can you tell our listeners about the Chase Sapphire Reserve and the preferred card? Yeah, this credit card is so popular that they've pretty much renamed it on the internet, the CSR. So if you're looking in circles where it talks about, you know, points and credit cards and things like that, they mention the CSR because it's such a a popular credit card among bloggers and YouTubers and things like that. But 
the reason it's so popular is your earning potential and how many points you get up front. So if you spend $4,000 with this credit card in the first three months of account opening, you get 50,000 points right away. Now, what are these points worth? Well, according to their own website, if you spend it through their website on travel-related purchases, it's worth about $750. Now, you also get a $300 travel credit that can go towards travel. Now, once you meet that $300, then you get three times the points on travel-related purchases. You also get three times the points on dining in restaurants, and then you get one point per dollar on all other purchases. I could spend a long time rattling off all the other benefits of this credit card, but just to be brief, uh, you also get $100 global entry or TSA pre-check credit every four years. DoorDash credits, Lyft Pink memberships, and my personal favorite, their Priority Pass lounge access. When you have a layover that's like six hours long and you can go to one of these lounges and relax and have some food and something to drink, it's super beneficial. Now, we don't think that this credit card is for everyone, and we certainly wouldn't want someone to get this credit card and spend more money in order to hit that $4,000 every three months. But if it's within your budget already that you're already spending that on a card or credit card, Visa, Master, whatever, and you're going to pay it off every month and not pay any of this interest, then this credit card could be for you. Go to their website, check it out. might be a good thing. So before we get into the Southwest Rapid Rewards card, I just want to mention that what a lot of people like to do after they sign up for that first year of the Chase Sapphire uh, Reserved or Preferred cards, they downgrade them at the end of the year. Sometimes they'll choose like the Chase Freedom card that has a 0% uh, renewal fee. And why is it better to downgrade from one credit card to another than just simply close that credit card? One thing that can happen is when you close a credit card, it can have a negative effect on your credit report. Plus, then you don't have access to those funds if you needed to use the credit card. So that's really the reason people downgrade. And there are a lot of benefits still to, for instance, the Chase Freedom card that you downgrade it to, like some of their 5% cashback offers. One thing you want to make sure of, though, is that you use all your points with this card before you downgrade or at least call whatever credit card you're going to downgrade before you do so to make sure that you take advantage of what you've already earned. Exactly. So the Southwest credit cards are very popular. Uh, they have the Rapid Rewards Plus and the Premier card. And what a lot of people talk about online, you can find forums of this, is they open up both of these cards at the same time. And by doing this, they're able to take advantage of having enough points to get the Companion Pass. Well, what's the companion pass? Well, anytime you purchase a ticket, you can have a free pass for that companion to fly with you anywhere. All you have to really do is pay the tax, which is like $5 and 60 cents uh, for domestic flights. So this is great. Uh, you know, this not, might not be the best time to sign up for a credit card like this one, but this is, this is a, a great credit card to keep in mind once people are traveling again. So Joe, you were telling me about a new credit card that is gaining some publicity online. Uh, tell us about the Apple card. Yeah, the Apple card has been really popular lately because they're not focused on fees. So many credit cards, that's the, you know, they nitpick with the fees and things like that. The Apple card doesn't do that. There's no late fees, no hidden fees. There's basically just the interest that you pay if you hold a balance. And then What's cool about the card is it's simple how you get the cash back on that card. You either get 3%, 2%, or 1% 
depending on how you spend your money. They have a list on their website of different merchants that they actually offer 3% cash back for if you use Apple Pay at those merchants, including Apple and the Apple Store. Now, you'll get 2% if you shop using your Apple Pay at any store or any online place, and then you get 1% at all merchants that don't accept Apple Pay. So it's just a really simple, clean way to have a credit card, and I can see why it's gaining popularity, because it's so easy to understand the card and how you earn cash back. But we're gonna be talking about even more cards as we introduce our wives. So before we get into the interview portion of today's podcast, let's just briefly touch on this topic of credit card churning. Joe, can you tell us a little bit about what credit card churning is? So it's a concept and it's a hobby. Basically, credit card churning is taking advantage of each credit card multiple times. So you might take a Chase Sapphire card and a Chase Freedom card and an American Express that has some benefit. You get as much points and cash back as you can, and then you close those cards or you downgrade those cards. You know, it's kind of amazing how much information online there is about credit card churning. People even have these huge flow charts that we found. Open up this credit card and then this credit card and this credit card. And some of these people are opening up credit cards every two to three months. I talked to a friend's uncle recently who told me that he does something like this. He finds the goal that he wants to get to, like a special trip. He took a trip to Asia recently. And he'll start two years in advance sometimes. And he was able to get 28 days for free in Asia through this churning process. This is all the flights, the hotels. He was really able to take advantage of this type of process. Now, for more information on credit card churning, just put it into Google. You're, you're going to get way more uh, YouTube videos and flow charts and things like that than you ever even wanted. And you're going to see two different directions on this. You know, there's some unsavory ways to do this credit card churning. But you want to make sure to follow the terms and conditions, obviously, of these credit card companies, because some people have been known to take some of these higher risks and actually lose out on these deals. So just, you know, follow the basics and make sure to abide by whatever their rules and conditions are. Yeah, the Budget Bros podcast does not condone illegal credit card churning. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. But you know, the reason that these banks offer these deals is because they want customers. And so they make these offers and we can choose whether to take advantage of them or not. And now the time has come for the roundtable discussion that we talked about earlier in the episode. We'd like to welcome our wives, Abby and Lucy. Hey, Joe, we have a, we have a full studio today. Yeah, don't so we? we have our wives here today. And my wife, we're introducing her now to the Budget Bros podcast. And her name is Abby. Introduce yourself, Abby. Yeah, it's nice to be here. Thanks. Yeah, finally, we had uh, my wife, Lucy, on uh, several episodes ago, and we've just been waiting to get Abby on. We're excited to have her here today. So, Abby, tell us what it's like to be married to Joe, the budget bro. Well, I'm not sure that's a fair question because I am his biggest fan. He's my best friend. But I can say when it comes to budgeting, he loves his spreadsheet, and he loves to break it down and get to the nitty-gritty of saving money and um, it's sort of a hobby for him. He he loves spreadsheets, doesn't he? Oh yeah. Like every time, every time he every week he's like, "Hey, I just made the spreadsheet for this. Maybe we could hand it out. We could show our listeners this." He loves spreadsheets. Oh oh yeah. I wake up at three in the morning and it's like, "Oh, where where is my husband?" I come in to the office. He's making some spreadsheet in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, what's the only thing better better than a sheet? A spreadsheet. A spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You know what, though? Uh, 
yeah, that that's super corny, and we're leaving wow. that joke in. <laughs> well, we also have Lucy here. Lucy, say hi to everybody. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me back. We're not talking about tiny houses today, so... <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> but uh, today, we have a pretty exciting topic, and that's why we brought everybody in. We're talking about credit cards. Who doesn't love credit cards? And nobody talks, so I'm going to keep going. Hey, I love credit cards. <laughs> I, I really... You know, both of us do. And that's, you know, part of the reason we have our wives on is that, you know, when you have a credit card and a family, well, you think about all of the, the money you spend and the points you get and the things you use it for, it's such a, it's shared success. Yeah, I like to use credit cards as a tool to get free things and things like that, but uh, not to buy frivolous things. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because my parents didn't have a lot, but the one thing they did give me was good credit. That was the one thing they taught me. So my mom actually put me on her credit card before I was 18 so I could start building credit. Being able to get a good credit card with a decent interest rate, being able to just have that flexibility um, to use, it's, it's just it's so valuable to have. So maybe I could start with you, Lucy. What is your first memory of using a credit card? For some reason, my first bad memory comes to mind. So... I was 17, 18, and I had a really great job. And then the restaurant closed, and I started doing like a minimum wage job. I was using my credit card, just buying my basic necessities. I had racked up a bill I couldn't afford to pay. That was such a terrifying experience. Well, it was huge to me. It was like $1,000. <laughs> you know, when you're 18, 19, that feels like an, a massive it's amount. It's like a million dollars. It's like a million dollars. Um, but it's just like I couldn't pay it off all at once and I'd, I'd never had to pay interest before. Never had to like really think about like, okay, you know, can I pay this off at the end of the month? And so that was the first time I realized, okay, I really have to think about what I'm swiping um, and and can I afford to pay it at the end of the month? And that, that was my biggest lesson. That, that was the last time I ever, you know, racked up a bill that I couldn't pay off. How about you, Abby? Can you tell us your first experience with a credit card? Uh, well, I will admit, um, I was not good with credit <laughs> uh, when I was younger. They did not teach you what credit was, and my parents did not teach me that. So it was real eye-opening for me. And I remember my first credit card, it was a $300 limit. And I racked that up so quick. I bought clothes. I, I don't know what I bought, but... <laughs> It was gone in the blink of an eye. And I just remember I didn't make a lot of money. So the minimum payment was like all I could make. And I would get late fees. And that $300 balance never went down. That was a real learning lesson for me. I had to learn how credit works the hard way. Sometimes those experiences that we have early on are the things that really stick with us the longest. And sometimes it's good to have those experiences early on. It's much better to have a negative experience when you have a $300 balance or a $1,000 balance than when you have like a $10,000 or a $20,000 balance and you feel like you can it just never ends. And so hopefully with this podcast today, we can share some of the tips and tricks that we've learned over the years to help us to manage some of that debt better and really how to use a credit card the right way. I was thinking about uh, Abby's $300 purchases in the 1980s. It was probably cassette tapes, jeans, jackets, and Ked's <laughs> shoes. And a fanny pack. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> was it the eight? She wouldn't uh, have been early in the 90s. 80s early 90s and the 80s are the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. Yeah. It's kind of like meshed in. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it probably... <laughs> Just flowed into each other. 
Abby would have been good. Yeah, the shoulder pads were still big. Uh, let's see here. 1996. Uh, I think it was one YouTube. <laughs> <ticket>. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, some people want to get points. Some people want cash back, like you said, Lucy. And other people just want to get the best interest rate so that they can use that and pay it off later. But when you think about some of the ways that you can use credit cards for your advantage, especially with taking trips and getting cash back, maybe, Abby, you could tell us a little bit about how that has worked for us. Almost every credit card company out there has their elite card where you're going to get the most benefits. You will literally get money back in your pocket, free tickets, free hotels, free insurance, so many free things that is really worth it. And oftentimes they have these annual fees that are between three and five hundred dollars. But I have done the calculations and oftentimes they pay for themselves. For instance, we had a credit card, one of these elite ones. We took a trip to Asia and the tickets were free. We had a seven hour layover. We went to the lounge. We got all you can eat for free, all you can drink for free. We took a nap. It was like being at a hotel. There were showers, all of that, you know, at this lounge. We, we got there, we rented a car. We got the insurance for free. I mean, it goes on and on and on. One year, Joe took me to Italy all on our credit card points. If you're anyone like me, I like to see the actual money back. Like, So I like the, the cash back cards. Those are my thing. So I can see straight off that, you know, like I have an American Express Blue Preferred gives me 6% back at grocery stores because that's my biggest expense and always has been is groceries and food. So I like having that back. And even though it has a $95 annual fee, I more than triple that cash back in a year. So I know, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm getting an annual fee, but I'm more than paying for it. People really need to look at annual fees. I think a lot of people, when they get a credit card, they just see annual fee and they, they disregard it. But when the amount that you're going to get back trumps the annual fee, then it's really worth it. And there are some cards that are really great that don't have annual fees. In fact, we just got the Amazon Rewards Visa Signature Card. And the reason we got it is because we're home. We order everything on Amazon, including our groceries, and we get 5% cash back on everything we purchase on Amazon. We're big Amazon shoppers too. So yeah, the 5% is, is super helpful. I know that we've done something similar to what you guys did with your trip to Italy. When we were first married, I think it was our second or third anniversary, first anniversary. She's pointing at number one. I, I nailed it on, on the time frame there. <laughs> but uh, our family decided that we were going to go to Hawaii, but at that point, we were just so poor, and it was going to be hard for us to swing. And Lucy found a deal where if we opened up uh, Hawaiian. Hawaiian Airlines credit cards, then we got enough points to fly there and back for free. So she opened one in her name, and I opened one in my name, and we were able to fly there and, and have a great vacation that way. And and that's a good thing to do. You can open up multiple credit cards, but it's important to have a plan. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish? And there's different websites that kind of help you develop a plan. When we're talking about our mindset, with credit cards, it can be really good or it can be really dangerous. I think the important thing is to 
figure out what your budget is, figure out how much of that monthly budget can actually be spent through credit cards. Because for instance, things like your mortgage, sometimes your HOA or your power company will charge you to use a credit card. If they don't charge you to use a credit card, see how much that equals. And most of these credit card offers include spend, you know, $3,000 in the first 90 days or $4,000 in the first 90 days. And that's how you get that offer. But if you don't have enough to spend, obviously that's not worth it. But are you going to spend it and then pay off the credit card? We don't advocate carrying a balance on a credit card at all. If you basically pay it throughout the month, if you have to, but don't hold the balance on your credit card at all. Yeah, but I think it's a good time to talk about some of these credit cards that have 0% for a certain amount of months. Let's say if you were going to make a big purchase, there's been a couple of times where we've done remodels around the house. And instead of paying it all off at once, uh, we spaced it out, put it on a 0% credit card for like 15 months, and, and that worked out well for us. So we made sure we budgeted. We made sure that we we're going to have the amount of money to pay it every month. And we were able to do that responsibly, and we let the uh, you know bank give us the interest-free loan on, the, on that. And really where the credit cards get you on those is there's the balance transfer of 0%, often they say, but then there's usually a balance transfer fee of between 3 and 5%. So you need to know that ahead of time because they're going to charge you that 3 to 5% up front as soon as you do that balance transfer, and then you'll pay that off over that period of time. Always make sure you pay off those credit cards within that allotted time to keep that 0%. And if you run into those like last few months where you're worried you're not going to be able to pay it off, it might be a good time to look at another 0% transfer card. And there are ones out there that actually are 0% with a 0% transfer fee as well. They're rare, but they do exist. What do you think the biggest advantage, Abby, that we've had with a credit card has been? Definitely airfare has been our biggest savings. Oftentimes, these credit cards, mileage-wise, you're going to get more bang for your buck using them for airline mileage. You can buy certain things with certain points, but when those points get converted into mileage for airfare, oftentimes you get more out of it than you would if you used those points for something else. To me, though, the the biggest benefit that we got, though, was we were so poor when we first got married, like so poor. And to be able to have like a 0% card that we could, you know, just buy some basic furniture on, you know, to just like set up a life and be able to pay that off slowly over the course of a year, year and a half, that was so invaluable to have that sort of leg up. I mean, you know, rather than having to like basically sit on cardboard couches and <laughs> I I think that it was actually one of those like wicker chairs with you know like the circular wicker chair that you can't get out of once you lay into it it has that big old pad I think that was in that, the my... that like $20 thing you got from Target that you <laughs> It was like probably like 30, okay. But <laughs> But yeah, just to set up uh, furniture, dude, we were poor. We didn't even have we, the o- the had, R. We had the two <laughs> O's. We, we were, yeah, like I had, no, I had two jobs when we first got married. And we still, like we still qualified for access with my two jobs and his barbershop job. And like still, I had $25 a week for groceries. Like we were like white bread and bologna sandwiches. And I hate bologna. And that was like all we could afford. You know, it's not, you know, 
the number one fight that couples have is money, right? And the number one stressor is money. For a lot of people, combining that financial stuff is really difficult. We saw eye to eye on things because um, Abby understood credit very well because she was a loan officer. And so it was like we could talk about that and kind of like be on the same page. And we both knew, you know, extenuating circumstances and things changed. But in general, credit card debt was bad. And, you know, there were certain things that that really benefited us. And, like, we feel like because we took the simplified approach that we're way further ahead. Well, well, because we never changed that mindset of being those two two poor kids. Like, we just always have, since that time period, we said we don't ever want to go back to that again. So even if we're making more money, let's still live simply. I mean, obviously, our, our a lot of things have gone up. I, I think our food quality has gone up. way up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like beyond a shadow, it's like once you have enough money, your food quality goes up, like for sure. But, but we I don't think... we don't spend a lot of things on frivolous things. Like if we the most money we spend on is upgrading the house or. Something like that, something that's that's tangible and, and you could sell it again. You know, I think though it, it has helped. Like you guys were both in money and finance. I worked at the credit union. I think really seeing money objectively versus you know emotionally, because I think a lot of people approach money very emotionally. Like oh, I'm going to buy this and it's going to make me feel better, mm-hmm. or I'm going to do you know I'm going to do this, it's going to make me feel better, or you know I'm going to buy all these things and people are going to respect me. Whereas, like, for me, that horror of not being able to pay off that credit card, that feeling of just, like, ugh, you know, like, I can't afford this, that that made me think twice about every purchase I was going to make, every T-shirt, every, you know, coffee, you know, out was, like, okay, am I going to be able to afford this? Am I going to be able to pay this off? You know, how's this going to make me feel at the end of the month when I look at my credit card? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, life experiences definitely teach you to look at money a certain way and approach it a certain way. So going back to credit cards, you know, there's some <laughs> I'm back. To there's some show. other benefits. Yeah, I know. There's other, other benefits that credit cards offer that a lot of people don't think of that are really based on what Visa or MasterCard or American Express are actually offering. For instance, like you mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, insurance for renting a car. Have you ever used insurance for renting a car? Yeah, we use the American Express benefit. And all you have to do is, if you know you're going on a trip, you call up American Express and say, I want to add this benefit on. It costs $20. And then you add it on before you rent the vehicle. You know, when they try to sell you that, like, do you want to buy this extra insurance and add it on? Then you say, no, I'm good. I spent 20 bucks. I don't need your, you know, $100 extra rental insurance. You know, I, I didn't really use credit cards until I met. You met me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was kind of the guy that just. He was like the super saver. He just worked all day, um, ate fast food, and then came home and, and played, yeah, like crashed. <laughs> I, I would just pay everything in cash. I was kind of like anti-credit, and I was afraid of, of running up a credit card bill. I, years ago, I had the privilege of cutting the ex-CFO of the Bank of Montreal's hair. This guy was a finance whiz. When it came to credit, he told me, and a couple of times, he, he purchases everything on credit cards. Everything. He said, if I have to buy something anyway, why am I not doubling and getting points and rewards for it? 
I'm going to pay this off at the end of the month. Why would I ever use cash to buy anything if I can get rewards for what I'm doing? So I think it's a good mindset. And the last thing I want to say is about the rates. But if you do a cash advance, what a lot of people don't know is that they put that cash advance as the first interest that you pay. So say you have a credit card where you've got 0% for 18 months and say you have a thousand dollar balance and then say you pull out a thousand dollars in cash advance money. So you have a $2,000 balance and you go, okay, I'm going to pay that cash advance of a thousand dollars. No, that's not how it works. The first thousand is going to go for that 0%. The second thousand you pay is going to go towards that higher interest rate that you're getting for that cash advance. So hands down, if you, if you don't have to, don't do a cash advance. I honestly, I haven't looked at the interest rates on credit cards in years because we just don't, we just don't, you know, use them unless we know we can pay them off. Yeah, really the best thing with that is to make sure to only pull out cash if you really need it, like if it's an emergency situation. For instance, when we were in Italy, we were checking out of our first hotel and they said, oh, um, we need cash for your taxes. I'm like, what? We had paid well in advance for these rooms. And the way that they work it there in Italy is they take the cash from you and I guess they go and they take it physically down to pay the taxes. So every country is a little bit different. And I remember calling American Express and I was like, uh, I need to pull cash out from this credit card. And they were nice enough to give me, you know, a pin number over the phone and stuff like that. So definitely only in emergency situations like that one would you want to use it. But it is good that that option exists. Just know you're going to pay a whole lot of money for doing it. I think that's the best way to utilize credit cards is make sure that you're paying them off every single month. Yeah, and I also think it's important to, you know, really keep a tab on which credit cards you have and when their renewals are. For instance, this year, you know, we're in a pandemic, we're not traveling. We have a credit card that has an annual fee of, I think, $450, and it's going to be coming due in a month. So we've decided we're going to go ahead and cancel that next month so that we don't get hit that $450 because we're not going to use... We're not going to be getting the $300 back or the, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we have a ton of uh, points on this credit card. So now we have to figure out what we're going to do with these points because when we cancel the card, those points go away. They dissolve. We've decided that we're going to go ahead and we're going to buy gift cards. So that leads us into the tip of the week. Oh, man. <laughs> They're on for they're on for one episode and they totally take my <laughs> mind. So we have Abby doing Ryan's tip of the week. The tip of the week is buying gift cards at grocery stores with your credit card. So when you buy a gift card at the grocery store, say for uh, Amazon, okay, we spend a lot of money on Amazon. We buy a gift card, we're definitely going to use that. We load that up on our phone, we're going to use it in a week. So when we go to buy that gift card, we use our credit card. We're getting 5% cash back or we're getting the points. Not only that, but we're also getting points at our local gas station as well. So we like to use Chevron personally. Um, so the grocery store that we shop at gives us points at Chevron. Well, when you rack up enough, you get 10 cents off, 20 cents off, up to a dollar per gallon off of your gas. That sounds like you're getting gas for a fraction of the price. 
<laughs> you are. So if you just kind of stop and you, you think about <laughs> you think about how you can compile some of these things. You know, you're using your credit card, you're getting a gift card, and you're getting money off your gas, and you're compiling all of these savings. That's a good tip. Unfortunately, I think, Joe, that the, the ladies are going to take over and we're going to have the budget ladies podcast i think they do a better job than we do man (laughs) (laughs) i think so i think so we have jobs so (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, that's good (laughs) (laughs) but i think that my wife lucy she does something similar with gift cards in fact i think that was one of our videos that we had just this last week could you tell the listeners about that yeah now it's time for lucy's money saving tip of the week Because it was like so a one-minute tip. It, was, it wasn't stolen. It was given. It was given. It, it was a gift. It was a gift. It was a one-minute worthy tip. So, yeah, cardcash.com. It gives you discount off of cards, other gift cards that people haven't used and haven't wanted, so they turn them in. Usually I use uh, Starbucks gift cards there because, you know, I, I always know I'm going to buy Starbucks so I, I'll get a Starbucks gift card there for maybe somewhere between 7 and 10% off. Um, I can use my credit card to buy it and therefore get that percentage of cash back. And then I can use the, um, the card that I get from Card Cash and upload it to my Starbucks rewards. So I still get my Starbucks rewards off of that as well. So I get all my little stars and I get my free coffee, but I also get that percentage off for using it. So that's like a triple dip deal. It's a triple dip. It's more than a double dip. She dips, she dips again, and then she dips <laughs> again. And I, and I had as many... It's like putting um, your whole mouth in the dip. <laughs> Why not get rewarded for doing something you're going to do anyway? Why not get double rewarded or triple rewarded for something you know you're going to do anyway? Well, now... But now Abby has another money saving <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> so, so, Abby, can you tell us about your money saving tip? <laughs> Uh. <laughs> well, we want to thank Abby and Lucy for coming on the podcast. Hey, thanks for so having me. thrilled to be back. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that was great. Well, we appreciate you guys coming on. We want to make sure to invite our listeners to our YouTube page at Budget Bros Podcast. We're putting tons of content, tons of videos on there. And make sure to go to our website too, budgetbrospodcast.com, where you can see previous episodes. We'd love to hear your comments on your favorite credit card. Just go to the episode number eight and you can leave your comments there. Thanks for tuning in. See you in seven days. Take care. Take care. I tried to steal it from it. I tried to steal it from him every week. <laughs> Not this time, bro. Oh, 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 o